That's so on brand for you. So on brand. Yep, very on brand. Hey everyone, welcome to the That's So On Brand podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Mann. I'm a graphic designer and business coach, and I am endlessly fascinated by other people's passions. It's our passions that make us unique, relatable, and people that others want to work with and get to know. I'm on a mission to get people thinking about their story and how their life experiences have molded them into the entrepreneur, athlete, or professional that they are today. You may not be for everyone, but you are most definitely a person that someone out there needs right now. So join me every Wednesday to hear from aspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners and see just how unique, authentic, and inspiring each person's journey is. So let's get into it. Thanks for coming on a podcast with someone you've never met before. I love it. (laughs) It's fun. I love meeting strangers from the internet. (laughs) Well, we, our mutual connection is Alex. Yes. And Alex is one of my good friends and she's a great human being. So anyone that she's like, you should meet this person or you should talk to this person. I'm like, all right, (laughs) like, I don't need to bet them. Like, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yes, she is a good egg. I will actually see her this weekend. So it'll be fun. Okay. You're going to the same event that she's going. Yeah, she was talking to me about that earlier. Cool. Well, yeah. So I have Laura here today. <laughs> um, tell my audience what you do. I am a holistic health and life coach. And really, my mission is to dismantle diet culture. Um, I really am big on helping my clients feel empowered in their bodies, in their lives. And really the basis is education, support, and unlearning. There's a lot of unlearning that happens um, because all of us have been impacted by diet culture. Um, Unless we live under a rock, in which case we're probably not listening to this podcast. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but really my, my, what I do is I help people find freedom with food, peace in their bodies and empowerment in their lives. Awesome. And so your business, what, what was your thought process when you were starting this business? in terms of visuals? Because I see you have like a distinct style and a distinct visual brand. I see the yellows and the greens and the browns Uh and like the earth tones. So I'm curious as to like what your thought process was like going through that. Yeah. So it's funny (laughs) that you say that because I think a rebrand is definitely in order. Oh, interesting. Um, Cool. When I first started my business, um, it was a I'm using air quotes, nutrition coaching business. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's where my little pineapple donut logo comes from and the green yellows um, because I wanted it to feel approachable and safe and fun, which I still really identify with wanting to feel approachable and safe and fun. But as I've shifted more into doing some deeper work um, and really wanting my clients to feel empowered, I feel like there's a like youthfulness to my branding that I don't know is still accurate given the work that I'm doing with my clients. Um, but yeah, I did go through, like I had someone do all my branding for me. And so she asked me a bunch of questions and I was like, I I don't like pink and purple. (laughs) 
I was like, otherwise, I don't really know. She was like, cool, cool, cool. We can work with that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think the the real um, root of that was wanting to be fun and approachable. Yeah, it definitely is fun and approachable. Like I love, I love your content. I haven't been following you for that long, but when Alex introduced me or mentioned you to me, I went to your page and I like immediately connected with the content. I know we I talked about like 75 hard, which oh. I'm like, it's so stupid. Like there's so many, it's so problematic in so many ways, but yep. I was like literally just thinking about 75 hard. Cause this is the time when people start mm-hmm. jumping back into stuff like that and going crazy. Um, so I really resonated with your messaging and I love what you're putting out there. Thank you. I appreciate that. Of course. So what led you to do what you do now? I'm always curious about the trajectory of events. Yeah. I, I, I always expect this question because it's a good question. And my answer is like somewhat ridiculous. Um, (laughs) never in the plans. Um, I grew up doing music and sports Oh wow! Okay. equally. Like I was a four sport athlete and I remember my senior year, I was the captain of the tennis team and the lead in the musical. And so I was like, I was always bebopping around between so violin <laughs> and orchestra and show choir and softball practice and dance class and whatever. Um, and I ended up going to undergrad at a conservatory of music to study music and was like, I'm, I'm done with sports, which I was for my first two years until the softball team reached out to me and they were like, Hey, we really need you. And we heard that. you (laughs) And I was like, cool. I haven't played in several years, but sure. Um, So I ended up playing college softball not that big of a deal. It was D3. Um, my Still, <laughs> lots of time with that. <laughs> yes. Um, so that was my junior and senior years of, um, of college. And then I went on to get my master's in voice performance. Um, and that was really when I didn't have any sort of organized activity. Like I wasn't on a sports team and I didn't really have, um, I I did my graduate program at a school that's like very, it's a state university. It's very like undergrad oriented. So I didn't know a whole lot of people. I didn't have a lot of close friends. And as a voice major, a lot of the people that I did know were not spending a whole lot of time at the gym. And so I was like, I don't really know how to work out on my own. Um, and I got into yoga and I started running because I was also poor. So I was like, I don't have money to pay for a gym membership or whatever. Um, right. And that was when, um, I started realizing that I was super frustrated that even after years and years of sports, I was like, I don't know how to do this by myself. And like, even after playing college sports, I was like, I don't know what the fuck to eat. I don't know how to work out by myself. Like, I don't really know how to do these things. And, um, so I'd been doing yoga and running and then I discovered CrossFit, which is where I really had a huge shift in a lot of things. Um, 
my idea of what quote unquote healthy bodies look like was completely changed because I thought healthy bodies looked like Alessandra Ambrosio up until that point. Yeah. She's a Victoria's secret model for anyone who doesn't know who she is. And she is beautiful, but I thought that that's what like everyone should look like. Um, and so I walked into this CrossFit gym and there were people of all shapes and sizes doing crazy things with their bodies, like ring muscle ups and snatches. And I was like, this is wild. Um, (laughs) And so that's when I really started getting curious and tried different ways of eating. Some of them worked better than others. Veganism was not great for my body. I did that for two years until I, I had to stop. Um, but really just started doing some trial and error. Um, and when I moved to Texas in 2015, I continued to do CrossFit and started training Olympic weightlifting learning more through like having to do weight cuts for meats, which never really went very well for me. (laughs) I can Um, imagine. (laughs) Definitely do not recommend. Um, But I was, this was like when social media was a little bit more prominent, 2015, 2016, 2017, and like started kind of sharing what I was doing on social media. And in 2018, 2019, um, some people started reaching out to me asking if I could help them. And I was like, no, like, You're I don't like, even know what I I'm don't doing. know about that. <laughs> yeah, literally. I was like, I mean, I'm truly just using my body as an experiment here. Like, right. I don't know anything. And they were like, cool. Well, when you do, like, can you please help me? And so I essentially had this wait list of people with <laughs> and no business. And I was like, oh, uh, but I had started thinking back to how frustrated I was that I didn't know anything about nutrition. And I had been thinking about getting a certification. Um, and I had just been putting it off. And so that was kind of like the kick in the butt that I needed to invest in a certification program. And so I, um, enrolled in precision nutrition level one course doing that now great course, highly, highly recommend. Um, and I got insurance and I reached back out to those people and I was like, okay, I guess I can help you Ready now. to go. <laughs> yep. So that was in June of 2019. I was teaching full-time um, and never thought that it would turn into anything besides just like a side hustle. Um, and in May of 2021, I quit my teaching job. And took my business full time. So I've been full time for like a year and a half almost. Isn't that wild to think about? So crazy. Like, and it's just such a testament to (laughs) we have no idea what is in store for us in our lives. And it's especially ironic for me because I was like your stereotypical type A planner. I had like, a one-year plan, a three-year plan, a five-year plan, a 10-year plan. Like I had the whole thing spelled out and it was like, <laughs> joke's on you. Right. That's awesome. I 100% identify with the whole, like being a part of a team and being an athlete in school and then graduating college and being like, what do I do? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm pretty sure I kept doing like my soccer workouts for like a year after. Cause I was like, this is all I know what to do. Like, yeah. I don't know what it's else so to cool. do. Yeah, it is. And I still think it's crazy that nutrition isn't taught in school. Like, I feel like all human beings need basic uh-huh. nutrition, like 
teachings. I don't know. I, I just think it's totally wild that that's not yeah. a part of the regular curriculum along yeah. with taxes and all that other stuff that you actually use and need. Yes. It reminds me of, have you seen the meme that just says like, wow, another day just went by where I haven't used the quadratic equation. <laughs> yes. It's so true. I'm like, we all have calculators. Like we don't need all these things. I don't know. It's it's crazy. And I also love that you did CrossFit because I I started doing CrossFit in 2019. Okay. I actually just moved to my condo that I'm in now in July and I temporarily stopped. I'm not sure if I'm going to get back into it, but I I did it for what, two years, almost three. Um, and it was so fun. <laughs> And like yeah. watching people, like you said, do like ring muscle ups and like handstand push ups. It was uh -huh. always a challenge. And I feel like, I don't know if you felt this way growing up, but most athletic endeavors kind of came easy to me. And so when I got to CrossFit, everything was hard. And I was like, this is new, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. This, this is crazy. But yeah, I love, I love that we have that in common because. I think a lot of people think CrossFit is bad and I know it's like with any sport or with any activity, like there's going to be better gyms and better really? coaches and you just mm -hmm. have to find a place that does it well. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I've heard the same, it's such a stigma and I'm like, it's, it's one of those things, as you said, where like, you're going to hear the horror stories, of course, yes. that does not mean that every gym is bad and every coach is bad. So no. And I had someone like last year, they were like, oh, you do CrossFit? Like people still do that. I was like, oh, my. <laughs> like, yes, uh, yeah, I, I guess. Cause I do. That's so, wild. so weird. So weird. <laughs> so speaking of, you know, your industry, what pet peeves do you have? Oh gosh. Do we have like three hours? <laughs> Wow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot. Um, so many. Where to start? <laughs> I, yeah. I'm like, where, where do I start? Um, I think one that's fresh because I have encountered it like three times in the last, I don't know, 12 hours, 24 oh hours is the stigma around large bodies and like always needing to shrink our body and assuming that people are moving their bodies in order to shrink their bodies. Um, I have had to have numerous conversations with other coaches who will post things about like, oh, we're burning our weekend calories today. Oh. And like, oh, or maybe someone just wanted to sweat or maybe they wanted to work out with their friend because it's fun. Or maybe they had a blow up at work and they need to like blow off some steam. Maybe they're working on improving their cardiovascular health. Like I could go through this list of reasons why people might be at the gym that have nothing to do with burning calories or shrinking their bodies. And I know that that's what sells. And so it drives me crazy when I see people using that in their marketing. Um, yeah. Like I, I recently was asked to speak on uh, speak at a summit 
And the name of the summit was something about like breaking through the weight loss plateau. And I was Ugh. like, so is this about, but like everything that she shared was very like holistic health. She, I think is like a naturopathic or um, not naturopathic. She's an NTP, a nutritional therapy practitioner. Um, and like every, the description was all very much like health oriented. And I was like, I'm confused about the title. And she was like, oh, you know, it's like, um, sell them what they want, but give them what they need. Like, it's just for marketing. And I was like, as long as we continue using those things for marketing, we're never going to be able to sell anything else. Like you are perpetuating the problem. And ultimately I had to say no, because I'm not going to blast my email list with something that it implies weight loss. Like that's just right. It totally doesn't align with you and your objective. And yeah, I was like, believe. Yeah. I'm going to open that flow desk to like a hundred unsubscribes. Like I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be like, who hijacked her email account? Like, no. Right. Um, yeah. So I think, like I said, I have a million pet peeves, but I think the biggest one is just this, this laser focus on body size when that's not even an indication of our health nope. or fitness level. <laughs> that's for damn sure. CrossFit was a really, really amazing community for me for that reason, because there were women who were like clearly weighed more than me, women who were curvier than me, skinnier than me, taller than me, shorter than me. And like, you could not guess what they were lifting. Yep. Like in the beginning, when I started, I was like, I could probably lift more than her. She's tiny. And she was throwing it up, you know, like <laughs> yeah. it was amazing. It's so yeah. true. Yeah. I sure. working in marketing as a designer is tough because I have worked in the past with clients who use language like that. Mm. And they're like, burn off burn off calories before Thanksgiving dinner and oh, stuff. You know what I mean? God. Like, and people think that that's like harmless and like, I don't know, just not obviously bad, but the reason why it's not obvious to us is it be, it's because it's like in our, it's engraved in our brains that like, yeah. that's what you should be doing and what companies should be saying. And it's just normal, but just cause it's normal doesn't mean that it's, it's good okay. or healthy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Okay. I know that you're supposed to be asking me the questions, but I'm really curious. Um, what do you do in those situations? Yeah. So there have been times in the past, obviously I need to make a living, right? So I'm not going to automatically be like, no, especially to people who I have been working with for a while, but mm -hmm. I will say that the people who were guilty of doing that, I don't work with them anymore. There, there are people who I, you know, I needed to start my business and sure. I kind of depended on them for a little while, but as I grew as a business owner and as a designer and just as a human being, I got to the point where I was like, okay, they're on my list of people that like, once I'm ready and I have more clients and like, I don't need them anymore. Like they're out. Um, yeah. but it's definitely a moral it's dilemma. So like so I, I was doing a lot of work. I still do some work for a company that where they sell like um like clothing that makes you sweat more you know like people think uh, that they're gonna like yeah. lose weight water weight <laughs> but I'm and I'm like I don't love this but 
they mm. do other, they sell other products that I, I love and support. So it's, it's hard. It's, yeah. you have to like weigh the option of, you know, okay. financially and then morally, but yeah, it's a loaded question. Good question oh. though. No one's ever asked me that before. <laughs> yeah. I'm always, I'm always curious. And like you said, there's, there's no right or wrong. Like, obviously we have businesses to run and it's like, how far can I push this and stay in integrity with myself and my values? And when I was considering that summit, I had some friends, um, I asked a few of my trusted friends in this space, like, what would you do? Yep. And a couple of them were like, man, I could like, I couldn't do it. And a couple of them were like, you should just go in there and like, fuck everyone's world. <laughs> and like, come in. <laughs> like burn it down. And if it weren't for the name, I think I would have done it. Like I, if I hadn't had to have said the name of the summit, I totally would have gone in there and been like, here's, here's how I think. Yeah, absolutely. Join me in in these thoughts or not. I'm not offended either way. Well, yeah. And that's a good point. I mean, you were going to have to market that to your, your clients and prospective clients. Whereas I do design work. I'm in the background. My name isn't really associated with a lot of the work that I do. So it's, that definitely makes it easier and different, but mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's hard being a business owner and having to make those decisions and be like, yeah. it's such a good opportunity, but yeah, yeah. weighing the pros and cons, it, it happens quite a bit for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely identify with that. So actually this kind of, kind of relates to what we we're just talking about, but I always ask people on, when you use social media, do you have trouble like infusing your personal side into your business, like mm. what is the balance? Some people are very like, it's so hard. And some people are like, I do it. It's fine. So I yeah. always am curious what would people think? I love this question. Um, and it relates to when people ask me, do I need a different account for my business yep. than I do for my personal? My personal opinion. Well, let me give a caveat that it depends on the business. Right. If you're selling a product, obviously that's different than if you're selling a service. As someone who sells a service, my people need to know, like, and trust me before they invest. And so if I hide all of my personal things from them and they don't know who I really am, they're never going to pay me most likely because we are diving deep and talking about some like really intense shit. And so I feel it's not hard for me. First of all, like I'm, I've never been a super private person. Whenever people ask like, what's your deepest, darkest secret? I'm like, I literally can't think of a single secret that I have. I'm the same way. I'm the same. Someone Someone in the world knows I'm sure everything. Like, I don't know that one person knows everything, but like there are people who combine definitely know everything. Um, so I've never struggled with that. Um, it's, it comes very naturally to me. I love, I'm an extrovert. Um, I'm outgoing. I love meeting people. And I think I actually found during the pandemic that social media was a really great way to continue to stay connected with people. Um, so I would even venture to say that in like 2020 and early 2021, I probably was sharing more because like, what else was I going to do? I was do? too, for that exact <laughs> you know? reason. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But I just think not that like you need to share every little intimate moment with, you know, a friend or a partner or whatever. Um, but I, I just feel like 
if I want people to open up to me, then I need to open up to them. Um, Brene Brown, Queen Brene, who I'm obsessed with, oh, yeah. um, in her, oh, have you read her newest book, Atlas of the Heart? I haven't yet. No, it's on my list. Um, So in the beginning of that book, she talks about how we all crave this like deep connection, which requires vulnerability, but we don't want to be vulnerable with other people. Like we (laughs) want them to be vulnerable with us, but like, we don't want to be vulnerable with them. And that doesn't make sense. Like you cannot cultivate deep connection with people if it's one-sided. So like that, is kind of my view as well when it comes to social media is like, and that's not to say like, I don't share like my day to day every single day. Right. Um, What you're making (laughs) for breakfast. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Right. But like, (laughs) I'll pop on there with like a random complaint about Dallas drivers who opt out of turn lanes and decide (laughs) to block traffic instead. Or like, (laughs) um, yeah, like my bowls of shit that I post on my stories because people like to make eating meals really challenging. And I'm like, I literally just put shit in a bowl and like, here it is. Yeah. Um, and also like date nights and when we try new restaurants, like I just think it's fun. Right. It's fun to connect. And you bring up a really good point about products or services. Like you are spending so much time with your clients you want to like them. They want to like you. Like you want it to be a fun, enjoyable experience because I'm sure some of the work that you do is not fun for your client. You know what I mean? Like they have to like dig yeah. deep and yeah. get uncomfortable. So you want them to feel comfortable with you. That makes uh, a lot of sense. And actually you're the, what you were saying about Brene Brown and the vulnerability. Do you know who Hank Green is? I don't. So he's like a science guy. He's like, he's just, I don't know. He has nothing to do with like what either of us do, but I was just on Instagram and he was saying how he spends a lot of time with his kids and their friends and his five-year-old. And he noticed that when you ask a kid their name, sometimes they clam up and they get kind of scared and like nervous. But if you say, hi, I'm Hank, what's your name? Then they'll say their name because you're sharing something about yourself and like, making it about both of you instead of like just them. And I read, I saw that today and I was like, that's so true. And I love that he said that. And I love that I know that now because now I'm going to approach every situation, like sharing something about me first. Like, that's so cool. Totally. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love that that just connection just happened because I literally like just saw before I got on the call. So funny. But yeah. And I never really thought about the services versus product thing because products you're just buying a product like you're right you're purchasing the product you want that like the service is much more about the human being so totally like if I'm ordering clothes like I do want to know like is the company sustainable like do I um am I aligned with like their morals and ethics like but I don't need to know like the person who is selling me that you know what I mean like I'm just gonna order the clothes if I like them yeah. I'm never going to exactly. have an, an exchange with the person. So like, whatever, you don't have to share anything with me. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. I never thought about. So thanks for that. <laughs> so in terms of running your business, what has been a big struggle for you or something that you're struggling with right now? Man, I think this comes back to the fact that like having to actually do the work to heal 
does not sell. Oh yeah. Like it, it just, if I talk about what I like the work that I'm doing with my clients, none of it is glamorous. None of it looks fun, right? Like the transformation, like the after is always the fun part, right? Where, where my clients are sharing like that they, oh, this was the first anniversary that my partner and I went out and I wasn't freaking out about where we were going and what I could eat on the menu that wasn't going to make me gain weight or whatever, whatever, right? Like hearing those stories is great, but there's like, I'm not using transformation photos, which right. those sell for sure. Yep. Um, I'm, it's just selling something that's intangible is really difficult. Like when you can say, oh, who, and I see this type of marketing all the time and I'm not shitting on it necessarily. Um, but you know, the people who are like, I'm looking for five women who want to lose 10 pounds in 30 days. And like, it's very specific. And the women come in, they're like, I want to lose 10 pounds in 30 days. Right. Like I'm over here, like, Hey, you might have a fucked up relationship with food and you might not even know that you have a fucked up relationship with food because probably most of the people around you also have a fucked up relationship with food. Right. So like here I am telling you that the way that you are being right now is not actually healthy. Like I'm telling people that they're wrong, which no one likes to be wrong. And True. then I'm like, also, you're going to have to work really hard and like challenge every belief and thought that you have in order to change it that's also not fun. Like none of right. it. Right. Not easy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it's hard. Like it, it feels like I'm in competition with weight loss coaches, right. Who all they say is lose 10 pounds and like people come running and like throwing money at them. Right. Like, and that's another thing is people will spend their entire, they'll blow their entire savings on like Optavia or Weight Watchers or some sort of fad bullshit. But like, when I tell people the investment to work with me, they're like, oh, oh, uh, mm, I don't think I can afford that. And I'm like, but you can afford all this, the shit that doesn't work, but you can't afford right. the one thing that will work. Like, right. there's just so much cognitive dissonance and challenging of previously held beliefs that truly and part this like really goes back to like me sharing and showing up and being personable is like I believe that people will come when they're ready and I don't want to convince people that the time is now like my view is the best time was yesterday right like right. the best time to start your healing journey was a year ago but the next best time is right now um but people have to get to that point where they're miserable usually before they will actually invest in something different. Um, so I think that's the hardest part. And um, it's interesting how business ebbs and flows oh, where, yeah. you know, and, and I used to think that it was certain times of the year, but I'm seeing that there's not really any rhyme or reason. Like I will launch a program in, January and have like three people sign up. I'll launch the same program in August and have like 10 people sign up. And like, there's no rhyme or reason it has nothing to do with my follower count or like vanity tricks. The algorithm. <laughs> yeah. Like it doesn't, it's, it's, which is really kind of terrifying as a business owner, as you know, because like 
I don't know how much money I'm going to make. I don't know if I'm going to be able to sustain myself and my business. And it's like, I have no control and I'm just along for the ride. Um, but yeah, I, I like to think that as I keep showing up and as people who do this work keep showing up, that change is happening. Um, we're seeing that a little bit with, um, I, I don't remember his actual name. His handle is 300 pounds and running. Oh my God. Yes. In, Love um, uh, in a magazine, um, this Peloton rowing instructor who just got hired is like a size 12 and she has gotten so much backlash and like so many fat phobic responses, but, of course. and like, we, we can't do anything about that necessarily, but like the, the more people see that, the less those comments will happen, I think. Yeah. And I hope that like those people become like the minimum, you know what I mean? Like right now we have most people who are like, who are being vocal or being like fat phobic. Whereas I'm hoping that that starts to balance out a little bit and we get more positive voices. Yeah, for sure. And like, there's some great books out, um, that I, they didn't exist, you know, 10 years ago. Um, Sonia Renee Taylor's The Body is Not an Apology is a great one. Um, More Than a Body by Lindsay and Lexi Kite. Like these are newer books. And so I, I do think that a shift is happening. It's We're just on the cusp. a little bit slower than I think it needs to. Um, yeah. So just kind of putting in the reps and trying to shout from the rooftops. And I don't know if you're into human design, but I'm a projector, which means that like, I have to wait for invitations. So I'm not one to like, I never cold DM people, oh, like no. people. I never do like, that's just not my style. So I really just try to like show up and share, um, information that is, based on actual peer-reviewed research and let the people come to me when they're ready. Yeah, absolutely. So what, what is the post you posted recently about, um, like when something's on fire, but some, something else. Oh yeah. Yeah. So precision nutrition, I I'm interested if they still use this in the certification. So you'll have to follow up with me. I'm on they chapter 13. So I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> So the analogy is, um, mowing the lawn while the house is on fire. Yes. My brain thinks about this a little differently. So I think I said in the caption, like the example that I sometimes use with my clients is like focusing on all the bells and whistles of a car, but the car doesn't actually start. Yep. This is so common. Like I get D, I just got a message from someone yesterday that was like, Hey, do you have a greens powder that you would recommend for gut health? <laughs> no. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, if you want to take a greens powder, you can, but like, that's not going to fix your gut health. Like we're right. looking at, it's like people ask about supplements and carb cycling and nutrient timing and all of these like BCAA, like all of these things that are going to move the bar 1% instead of looking at like, are you sleeping seven to nine hours a night? Are you eating enough food? Are you eating enough nutrients? Are you moving your body on a regular basis? Are you managing your stress? Like these things are going to move the bar 
a lot and like actually set the foundation for you. There is no supplement and no amount of nutrient timing that is going to make up for the fact that you're sleeping five hours a night and only drinking coffee, you know, like we're not focusing on the right things. And so that is what that post is about. And precision nutrition uses this analogy of mowing the lawn while your house is burning down. <laughs> like let's take care of the house first and then we'll mow the lawn. <laughs> yeah. When I saw that post, I was like, that's it for like so many things too. Not even just nutrition, but just mm. like, yeah, I don't know any problem that you have in life. It like is. we're always trying to look for like the quick fix or the thing that's going to like make us look the best uh-huh. and things that look easy or they are easy, but they're like you said, they're not going to move the needle very far at all. Like it's just, yeah. it's wild. And like, I'm not certified yet at all, but I, my friends know that I'm in the course. So they'll like ask me questions because they're curious. Mm-hmm. And there's been so many times where I'm just like, you're, you're going about this like very complex, like try yeah. one thing, one change at a time, number one. And like, like things like not drinking alcohol for a week, just like seeing how you feel not yeah. drinking alcohol or like go to bed an hour earlier, like focus on those, like the big rocks, I guess, instead wow. of the, the small rocks I first. And people are yeah. like amazed by it's how different so they can feel by changing one thing. And we're all just like, I need a, a green smoothie. And I'm like, oh my God, guys. <laughs> yep. It's, so it's funny. wild, but yeah. And then you also were talking about the ebbs and flows of business, which is funny because I had a very slow week this week and I've been doing this for five years. So like, I know that it's going to be fine, but every time I have a slow week, I'm like, I should be busier. Like I should yeah. be finding things and like, I don't know, promoting things and launching new things. Like what, what am I doing? And then today, like the end of the week, it's a Thursday as we're recording this. I have like five people who reach out to me being like, I need this thing the next three weeks. Can you do it? And I'm like, all right. So this is what happens. I have a slow week and then people reach out like it ebbs and flows. It's okay. But I still five years later have to like talk myself down out of that like scarcity mindset and that initial panic that I have. So I totally relate to that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's a lot, but yeah, I wish I could say it it goes away after five years, but (laughs) it gets better for sure. It's like building any habit, right? Like it's, it's like you said, it's about unlearning, like unlearning that habit of panicking that we all experienced in the beginning. It's totally real. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. Um, Okay. So those are all of my business centered questions. So now I have four fun, weird questions that I like to throw at people. So if you were a car, what car would you be? Oh my God. I saw this and I was like, what in the world do I say to that? Um, (laughs) I certainly have no interest in being a car in Dallas, Texas. Like if anyone is listening, who has driven here, y'all feel me. People are insane unhinged Uh, unhinged (laughs) yes um but I so this past December I 
bought, I don't know that I would call it my dream car, but maybe like one step down from my dream car and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I drive, um, the 2022 Audi A4 with the sport, the S line sport prestige package. Like it has all, it has all the bells and whistles and it runs really well. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Yep. Um, though I will say buying a car that needs premium gas over this past year was like nearly what I thought I was signing up for. Um, but I, I do really love my car. The only way to like take it up a notch would be, I think to make it an S4 instead of an A4. So I guess I would probably be that, the, the Audi S4. All right. And why, why do you think that car matches you as a person? Like, why are you attracted to that car? I guess. Um, I think it is fun and complex and like, I'm not a super bougie person. So like, I'm sure some people are like, oh, I would drive like a Ferrari <laughs> or Maserati or Lamborghini. Like that's not my jam. I'm like, I don't need, I'm not that high maintenance. Um, but like a little high, a little more high maintenance <laughs> than my Volkswagen Jetta that I had that was like, not it. Um, <laughs> and it has a really good sound system with the prestige pack. There you go. It's a bang and Olufsen. And like, as a musician, I can't tell you how many times I just sit in my car and like, it's the best place to listen to music. It's better than our Sonos. It's but like, I just sit and listen to music in my car. And so, yes, as a singer, as a musician, like gotta have that, that good sound system. Yeah. That's fun. I love how that ties back to your roots. Yes. <laughs> that's perfect. Well, great choice. So along the same lines, when was the last time someone said something like that's so on brand for you or like, this is so you, this reminds me of you. Like what kinds of things are people like sending you or approaching you with? Oh man. This is really hard on the spot. I realize. I, I feel like I, it, it happens a lot. Um, like, and usually it'll be related to, I think like social media, like I'll post something and someone will be like, that's so on brand. Um, one thing <laughs> that I get sometimes is um, as we talk about like shifting the narrative around bodies and health. Um, I will absolutely say something that is totally socially awkward because (laughs) it is the right response. So for example, I, this old woman came up, I had a a performance and, um, she was coming up to the singers to like, tell us that we did a great job, whatever. And she was like, yeah. So like, do you sing full time? I said, no, I actually run my own, um, holistic health and life coaching company. And she goes, oh yeah, you look really healthy. Oh. And I said, like, like normal people, they'd be like, thank like, you. Like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and the super on brand Lara response was, oh, we can't actually see people's health. <laughs> and she's like, what? He looked at me like I was psychotic and just like turned around and walked away. <laughs> I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> like, I am not above that. I do not care if people think I'm weird. Yeah, uh, life's too short to not stand up for what's right. That that's what I think. Yeah. yeah. So like whenever someone hears me say some shit like that, they'll be like, that's there she crazy. goes again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. No, I I do the same thing. 
especially with strangers mm-hmm. I try I don't know I, I mean I I definitely stand up for things with my family too my dad is very um conservative not very but he's more conservative and everyone else in my immediate family is quite liberal and my dad will just like make comments about like millennials and I'm like (laughs) do you even know what a millennial is (laughs) and he like he doesn't understand that like the generations like move as they age so he thinks that like millennials are like 20 year olds and I'm just like oh that's funny you can't you can't make comments about (laughs) like whole generations if you don't know what you're talking about we were 20 year olds but that time is not now (laughs) yeah I'm like your favorite employee is a millennial and he's like she is and I'm like yes (laughs) so sometimes it's fun and it works out but other times people when people fight back you're like Okay, I oh. gotta pick and choose my battles, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> so funny. But yeah, I definitely identify with that. So with that being said, tell me a childhood story about you that's totally on brand. Were you oh like God. the same outspoken kid? Um okay, I don't know if this is necessarily like on brand in the same vein but it definitely is in alignment with like me being weird and just like saying whatever the fuck so I I have no recollection of this but my mom loves telling this story so I guess I was taking swimming lessons um I was probably like four or five she came to pick me up after the first day and the teacher walked up to her and was like Sally did such a good job today and my mom was like good for Sally. Like who is Sally? <laughs> and the teacher was like, your daughter, Sally, and like points at me. And apparently I had just decided that I didn't want to be Laura. And so I told the teacher that my name was <laughs> Sally, which like, as someone who now was like grown and studied education and taught at schools, like, how did you not look at, like, there was nothing to cross-reference to like make right. sure that you had the right kids in your swimming class. <laughs> but like, Anyway, sidebar. Yeah. Like I, I hate, I get so annoyed when people mispronounce my name. Um, and so I can totally see like little four-year-old Lara just being like, I'm not going to deal with it. It's Sally. <laughs> That's so funny. I, cause my name's Kristen. People call me like Christine, Kirsten, Kirsten, Christina, and I get Christian. And I'm like, that's not even really that close, but okay. But I totally get that. How do people mispronounce your name? I get Lara and Laura most often. Oh, but it's Lara. Yeah. Right. And like people think I have an accent. So I'll be like, hi, I'm Lara. And they're like, Laura, nice to meet you. I'm like, Lara. And they're like, oh, where are you from? And I'm like, uh, well, I'm from Iowa, but like, that's actually just my name. It's L-A-R-A and I like see their wheels spinning and they're like, oh, okay. I know. Our crop tomb raider, nothing. Right. Yeah. Right. That's, that's so true. Yeah. Names as a kid are so hard. Oh my gosh. I wonder if my parents even like understood that there would be so much confusion with my name or if like your parents thought that too. We all just like choose things that we like. (laughs) Totally. And I feel like Kristen is pretty easy, but people just don't pay attention. I feel like. Yeah. The worst is in emails. And I'm sure you get this all the time when people spell your name wrong in emails and you're like, it's literally in my email, literally in the email. (laughs) And it is the email. 
and it's in my email signature, <laughs> but okay. You do you. <laughs> yeah. It's like people move too quickly these days. It's crazy. Try not to take it personally, but it's yeah. hard sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> totally feel you on that. All right. So the last question I always ask people to tell me a funny story, <laughs> whether it's like a recent silly story or like just like the a funny thing that comes to mind. I mostly just, I, I think funny stories tell us a lot about who we are and, you know, our sense of humor it ties into our brand. I would have saved this. I should have re relooked at the questions. I would have saved Sally's story and go with something else. <laughs> uh, funny story. Okay. Well, nothing is coming to mind. So I'll tell like, I mean, you can tell me like what your sense of humor is. What do you laugh about like oh, yeah, on social okay. media and stuff? I am like a very much, my, my sense of humor is probably like 98% overlaps with like a 15 year old boy, Perfect. like really love, like inappropriate humor, um, poop jokes, like, thinking that. like toilet humor, sex humor, <laughs> like super inappropriate. Like that is definitely, I guess. Okay. So one thing I'll share is like. I taught middle school. I taught middle school for two years. Oof, brutal. It was actually because of the district I was in, it was like not that bad. Um, however, I, as the teacher was like supposed to lay down the law. Right. Of course. And these kids would make like, that's what she said jokes. And <laughs> in my head, I would be absolutely fucking dying laughing, <laughs> but like on the outside, I would have to be like, that is not appropriate. We do not <laughs> like that. And like, it, it was so hard for me because I so much wanted to be like, I'm five, dude, that was a good one. <laughs> That's so funny. You would have been the cool teacher. I'm sure you were the cool teacher anyway. <laughs> Depends on who you ask. Um, I did learn, I'm very sarcastic. And I did learn that like, not a lot of fifth and sixth graders understand sarcasm. Interesting. So like the seventh and eighth graders loved me and like thought that I was so funny, but the fifth and sixth graders thought that I was so mean because <laughs> like they didn't understand the sarcasm. Oh, no. And so like, for example, someone would come up to me and be like, can I go to the bathroom? And I'd be like, I don't know. Can you? And then I would like turn away from them. And like the seventh and eighth graders would be like, oh, she got you. <laughs> yeah. Graders would start crying. And I was like, well, okay, okay. Oh my God. That's like a classic teacher joke. Come on. Right? Yeah. This is pretty funny. Or like, yeah, just like randomly saying no to things that like were super obvious. Like, hey, like I don't have a seat. Can you give me an assigned seat? And I'd be like, nah. <laughs> they're so uncomfortable you're like yeah. okay all right and I'd be like I'm kidding don't cry <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, so like stupid humor definitely definitely my jam I love that yeah people I used to ask what is the funniest thing you've ever witnessed and people really had a hard time with that question because they're like the definitively like funniest thing I don't know so now well, and this is humor. Totally, I feel like this is going to be one of those instances where like tonight I'm going to bed and I'm going to like remember yep. the story, <laughs> whatever. You might get a voice memo for me. That's just like, Oh my God, I want to tell you the story. 
<laughs> I've had people do that because they're like, I want a better answer. But no, you don't have to do that. I liked That's your fun. answer. That's fun. What did you teach? You teach music? So in a weird turn of events, I taught high school English for two years. Oh my and then, gosh. Yeah. You've lived a lot of lives. <laughs> I have lived a lot of lives. Um, but my last two years of teaching, I was teaching middle school choir. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. I applaud teachers, man. They're incredible. I could not do it. It was tough, <laughs> especially in Texas. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Especially now. Yeah. We'll yeah, leave it I at that. had a really good time. <laughs> Really yeah, good. That's very true. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for coming on here again. I thank had so much me. fun and it's so cool to talk to someone who has been through the nutrition course that I'm currently in. Like, I absolutely love it. It's so fun. And I don't even know what I'm going to do with it. I'm just, I just like nutrition. Like, I just yeah, think everyone totally. should have that knowledge. It's so interesting. So, um, and a lot of things that you post too, it's like, I'm in that chapter right now. It's weird. Oh, so funny. Yeah. Like it. you posted something about, um, oh, people being addicted to sugar. And I was just reading about how like, you're not addicted to sugar. You're addicted. You're probably addicted to like the experience or the texture or the specific taste. Like it's not necessarily about the sugar. And when people cut out, or when people cut out everything else and just eat cookies for a week, they get sick of cookies. So it's not the sugar you, you need. Yep. That. Yeah. So you posted about that. And I was like, I literally just read this. It was so cool. <laughs> That's so funny. I yeah, love it. So I, I love everything you post, but yeah. So thank you so much for coming on. I want to make sure I give you like a minute or two, if you want to promote anything or at least tell people where they can follow you. Yeah, for sure. So I am on the gram at lara.days, just my first name, dot my last name. Um, and I don't know when the episode will come out, but I will say couple that weeks. a couple weeks. Okay. Yeah. So in a couple weeks, I'm trying to think of like my launch. I have a program that October. Okay, cool. I I'm relaunching my signature group coaching program called the Nutrition Empowerment Project, Ooh. but it has gotten a bit of a makeover. Um, so I'm not, I'm not going to share all the details yet because I'm going to do like a little kind of private pre-sale. But if you hear this and you're interested, reach out to me directly and like, we can totally make you a part of the private pre-sale and I'll give you all the deets. Um, otherwise, yeah, the gram is the best place to find me. Um, I don't post every day like I used to, but I'm on there every day. So send me a message. I'd love to meet you and chat. Um, and if Alex is listening, thank you for connecting us. This is yes. was great. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Alex. But yeah, I highly recommend. I mean, I've been like gassing up your content multiple times already, but yes, please love follow it. Laura. I love everything <laughs> that you post. And I think the work that you do is so important. Like we all need to unlearn all these things. Well, thank so. you. And I will also say one of the first things that I tell people to outsource is branding and graphic design and like marketing stuff. So I very, as someone who would spend five hours on Canva making one graphic, <laughs> like I can't tell you how much we on artistic people <laughs> appreciate you. <laughs> thank you so much. That's so sweet. Yes. We, we both provide great services. Yes. I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much again. And 
yeah, this has been fun. Yay. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye.